The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a very apt title. What the hell is going on here uh, in the stock market and apparently uh, with technical difficulties? Anyway, uh, mailbag. We're going to go through that and talk about Tesla. Yeah, we're going to talk about Tesla again. And uh, Shake Shack and other things that the uh, Shares Group's community has asked about. And we're going to go through the Stock Market Authority portfolio. I'm the only podcaster that I see with real trades, real investments, showing the good, the bad, the ugly, as we try to make money uh, this year like we did last year. Our goal is to try to make money every single year. So that's what we're doing. Uh, but right now, today's top story. Beneath his stormy surface flowed the warm tide of compassion and kindness. Uh, I love that clip. I watched it a hundred times if I've watched it once. Uh, that's Vince Lombardi, obviously, the legendary coach of uh, the Green Bay Packers, Hall of Famer, uh, legendary. And um, uh, what the hell is going on out here? I think that uh, that's, uh, applies to the stock market, certainly. Uh, we're stuck in the middle, uh, stuck in the middle with you. And we're between this level uh, that you see here on, on the uh, SPY, SPY, the S&P 500. 418 is resistance, the lid, uh, the, the ceiling, if you will. And the floor is 396, that 200-day moving average. And it's pretty remarkable that we've stayed in this range for as long as we have. We've had the, the fiasco of the debt ceiling, the pompous politicians coming to the podium. See that alliteration there? I did it again. Um, the, the debt ceiling uh, talks keep going on, and everybody and his brother says, oh, you know, there's a lot of posturing, but at the 11th hour, they're going to get something done. That's consensus, and my suspicion is that's exactly what's going to happen but there's that 3% chance that it doesn't happen and there's some sort of technical default. And then I think you see uh, we take out that 396 to the downside. So that's my, my thought on, on that particular topic. We just came through earnings and earnings were, uh, you know, down. I mean, so we're the, 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 the profits are shrinking in the aggregate for the S&P 500. The... Um, uh, but expectations have been brought down so much that people kind of yawned and said, okay, they're down, but they're not that bad. And they applauded some of the big guys' uh, earnings. We've gone through that, but we couldn't uh, – uh, uh, that it wasn't enough to break out, out of this range that we're in. Uh, and the earnings season is pretty much over. We've got the retailers going on right now. Home Depot just uh, uh, coughed up a horrible number yesterday uh, as an example, which heightens the, the anxiety over the housing market, which I've had. Uh, the Fed meeting came and went. 
uh, raised uh, uh, interest rates a quarter of a point, and the consensus is now that they're done. And so uh, we're going to pause for a bit. We're not going to lower rates. We're not going to raise rates going forward. CPI came out at 4.9%, and that's obviously down. It's been down 12 straight months. Uh, it's not two, but it's closer than it was at 9.1 not too long ago. And so the market kind of takes all this and says, we're just going to stay here until you tell us what to do. And as investors, that's not a bad thing. Sitting on your hands is is appropriate a lot of the time. So uh, I'm watching this closely. We're at 418 on the upside, 396 on the downside. My personal view, and again, we went through this last week, I'm not predicting anything, but I'm leaning, okay? So I would say I'm about 55% we're going to break to the downside because I, I think the consensus is is uh, no debt ceiling problem, earnings okay, uh, Fed's done. And if, if, if there are any negative surprises there, I think it takes it down, which seems like it's um, uh, more likely to me. The other point I want to make is look at the volume here in the, in the lower right. When, you look at, when I look at this, and this is why I love charts so much, this to me shows distribution in aggregate. The market is, the, the big institutions are saying, Overall, I'm going to be selling on the on the down days. The the, the down volume is is exceeding the up volume, and it suggests to me a tired market. Uh, it, uh, institutional investors are full of the of the larger caps, and uh, and they might be feeding some ducks. So my next chart here is is Google, and uh, Google. I mistakenly thought that this was going to be. I still think this, frankly. You know, Chad GBT, you can say that it isn't that big of a negative, but you can't say it's a positive. So Google's got 93% share in search. That's a lot of fun going from zero to 93. But the problem is then everybody comes after you. And in this case, it's Microsoft and OpenAI's ChatGPT coming after you, and that's formidable. And so if that market share goes from 93 down to 83, I think it's going to hurt their search business, and uh, they're going to have to uh, uh, spend money to respond. So, but... Uh, earnings came out. Uh, they were uh, a positive surprise. And then more importantly, their AI day, artificial intelligence uh, uh, day, you know, the, uh, the CEO used the phrase, it felt like 107 times. I didn't count them all. But so you had this bump up here to, to, uh, to 120, which as this line shows here, is pretty significant resistance. I think it's going to have a hard time getting through that. But the volume was pretty good on the upside. So there's clearly some, some people here. So here's my, 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 my take overall, that you have six big stocks that are AI-focused, uh, Google, Microsoft, et cetera. They're getting some, some upside volume, some additional buying. Now, as I've described before, if you're an institutional money manager and you're tracking the S&P 500, you know, let's say Apple is, uh, or let's say use Google. Google is 6% of the index. I'm making that up, but I'm going to be close. And so, you know... Money managers are going to be 5%, maybe 7% in Google. And if they get skittish about the debt ceiling, et cetera, what do they do? They go from 
6.1 to 6.3, top it off a little bit. And so you see these six names uh, uh, levitating, but you don't see the market overall doing a heck of a lot. I think that's what's going on. So my answer to Vince's question is what the hell's going on out here is that we're stuck in this DMZ. With all the news that we had, that didn't break it out. I think we're going to get some news that breaks it to the downside. That's my guess. But, uh, again, I'm not predicting. I'm willing to take what the market gives me. Look for ETFs that, that benefit no matter what happens. More on that later. And um, uh, uh, stay tuned here, and believe me, and stay tuned over the course of the week as I bring out my, my uh, new ideas that, that rise through my work. Please do me a favor. Go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter, and especially take out, uh, ch- check out the video where I, I show you how to sell. I am the only podcaster I've seen out there that focuses on how to sell. Everybody else wants to tell you what to buy and when to buy. I tell you how to sell, when to sell, and boy, that's important. Ask the First Republic people. Uh, and if you enjoy the show, get value out of it, do me a favor. Please go to your phone and click on the share button uh, in the upper right-hand corner. And that is today's top story. Now it's time to ch- now it's time to check the mailbag. There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. Chrissy is trigger happy this morning. More caffeine, please. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Bill from Boston called in and said, "What does Tesla's new CEO mean for the stock?" Uh, Linda Yaccarino, uh, thanks for the question. First of all, love that. Uh, Linda Yaccarino is uh, NBC Universal's ad lady, if you will. Uh, the Velvet Hammer is her. Uh, 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 you know, uh, description, if you will. Um, and it's a positive for Tesla, okay? Uh, Elon uh, folds up his cot, doesn't sleep at, at uh, Twitter anymore, and he goes into his cot at Tesla more often. Okay, great. Uh, I, that is a positive. Twitter's a mess. Uh, so it's, a, yeah, I guess, a mild positive for Tesla. I always say... Uh, that makes sense intuitively, but let's see what the market says. And the market liked it for about an hour, drove the stock up, and then ended the day on the downside. So uh, Linda has a, a, a big job at Twitter going to the Procter & Gamble advertising people and saying, yeah, Elon's nuts, but uh, we have you know, uh, 50 million eyeballs, and please you know, advertise with us. And And... Elon's going to be involved, but less so. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So I think that it's a positive, but I don't think it's enough of a positive to make Tesla a buy. Uh, the annual meeting was last night. Eh, kind of a big yawn to me. Uh, I didn't see anything that, that, that got people excited, and the market is, is, is telling me that. The market's up about, the, the Tesla's up about 1% today. He had an exclusive on CNBC at 6 o'clock last night. I don't. I didn't. You know, hear of any wonderful revelations from that that would be particularly stock moving. Barron's had a story this past week uh, talking about how a Starlink IPO could put cash into Elon's pocket and and uh, diminish the need for him to sell Tesla stock going forward to fund the Twitter debacle. You know, that makes sense. So that's a positive. But when you start putting all these positives on and the market doesn't care, I come back to the same things I've been talking about for a long time to my share scoop uh, uh, people and everybody else. The chart's lousy, number one. 
the 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 stock went from 400 to 100 to 200 so okay that's a bounce but there's clearly something wrong with the business the pe is 42 G, uh, gm and ford trade at 4 5 6 times depending on the day uh, it is a car company, not a technology company. The business has gotten much has gotten much much tougher. Same sort of thing as Google, going from zero percent share to seventy percent share is fun. But now you're at seventy percent share, and everybody and his brother, Chinese, Germans, U.S. competitors, are saying we have an EV2, and some of them are getting pretty damn good reviews. And Elon has angered a lot of tree huggers who were his natural audience in San Francisco and elsewhere. So uh, I think the stock goes down, and I implore people, share scoops people too, uh, especially if you have you know uh, an environmental bent that you want to vote with your your wallet to reduce carbon and improve the environment. Do not do it here. There is nothing noble about losing money in Tesla as you try to uh, uh, improve climate change. I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And I certainly hell as hell don't buy Tesla. Am I being vague again? Okay. Now, uh, John from New York uh, texted me, what does the new activist mean for Shake Shack? And I haven't looked at Shake Shack uh, in a while. Um, this was this was helpful. Engaged Capital came in and said, we have some ideas on how to... Uh, increase shareholder value, drive the stock price up. And uh, what uh, Jeffrey Lawrence is joining the board, apparently with Daniel Meyer's blessing, legendary uh, CEO and founder of, of Shake Shack. And the, uh, 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 Lawrence has 20 years of experience at Domino's, was the CFO in his last gig there. So he has street cred, to put it mildly. And, uh, uh, and the stock likes it. And I like this chart. Uh, I can, this is what I'm looking for all the time. So I picked this because I want to be constructive on, on, on some names as opposed to, you know, saying sell stuff all the time. The volume picks up as it breaks out into new highs. That's, you know, exactly what I want to see. Enthusiasm. Maybe the shorts got a little spooked and said, hey, we've overplayed our hands here. We've got to buy. But this is clearly a, a, construct, a constructive charge. Look at the volume. On the, on the lower right, that's exactly what I want to see. The caveat I have here is that if these numbers are right, it's going to earn uh, $0.25 cents next year. The stock's at 70 The multiple is nuts. So I don't know. Uh, I have a hard time believing that the analyst is so asleep at the switch that that $0.25 cents turns into $3 in earnings next year because of some incredible new uh, strategy that Engage Capital brings to the, the table. Anything's possible, but I think it's highly unlikely. So if you're a, uh, a Shake Shack holder, I would hold it. Watch my sell discipline. I'll do the same. But uh, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a, a clear positive that there's some, some change happening. The valuation gives me pause. I always defer to the chart first and the valuation second. But this is, you know, eye-watering multiple levels. Great burgers, uh, but I don't, I'm not, hold the stock, but, but, but uh, I wouldn't uh, uh, be married to it by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Tim from New York uh, emailed me, what do you think about Inovia? E-Y-E-N is the symbol. And this was also featured in the Share Scoops newsletter uh, a little while ago, which I recommend. 
they got approval for uh, uh, you know a, a better eye drop to dilate pupils for diagnosis, and I, I say that and I kind of say, eh, you know how how big is that market? How much better is it? What can they charge? And uh, now the stock loved it. Okay, loved the approval. Went parabolic. Parabola is usually correct pretty sharply, and that's what we have here. And I think I know why, and I'll go into a little bit about uh, uh, biotech generally, but this company is losing money. Yes, they have an approval. They've got a phase three for farsightedness that they're doing, which is costing money. And then they put, so they like the approval, and then when the earnings come out and the conference call uh, uh, comes out, they say, we lost $5.7 million, and we've got $18.5 million in cash. So we can all do that math. The, the company is burning uh, to the point where they're going to need to raise money soon in order to, to stay in business. So I think that's what happened. Uh, got approval, got excited, and then the, the cold hard reality is we need more money to get to the finish line with our other products. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a capital raise here selling shares, and that's what knocked the stock down. My other point with biotech is, frankly, I'm not good at it. Uh, I, I had to do it because, again, in the, in the money management world, there's a certain percentage of the index that's in biotech, and you've got to be there. So let's say it's five, you know, 4 or 5%, you can be 4 or, ten or 6, okay? You don't want to be a hero and be 0 or 10. And so what I would do is I would buy you know, 50 basis points, 8 positions, and, and hope that I was – uh, right on two and wrong on six, and it all worked out. I ended up being wrong on seven most of the time. Uh, and the problem with biotech is it's binary. So you either have a positive result in a phase two or a phase three trial or a negative result. And if you get a negative result, it seems like you go down 60. If you're right, you go up 15. So, and then the other part of it is, is advisory committees, adcoms, and FDA uh, uh, meetings. If you get a, a, a positive uh, guide from an ad, adcom, if you get approval from the FDA, people check off the box and say, we're going to de-risk this, here's a product, here's a revenue line, and it's going to obviate the need for, for uh, cash raises down the road. Uh, it's a tough gig. Because, again, when you're wrong, you get absolutely crushed. And when you're right, it doesn't feel like you make as much to go up. There isn't really a good ETF on the small cap side. The the uh, the biotech ETFs out there are really uh, slanted toward the Amgens and Biogens of the world. So I'm not wild about it. But um, And I'm kind of putting my bias in there. I just think there's other things to do than, than, than biotech right now. But um, hope that's helpful. Give me your comments and feedback. That's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, please email me, bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me your voice recording. We can play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Stock Market Authority portfolio. I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager Kevin Bakes-Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. 
He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to StockMarketAuthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's StockMarketAuthority.com, making money in up and down markets. We're back, and we've been talking about uh, what the hell is going on out here. Uh, thanks, Vince. And uh, but now it's time for the stock market, the stock market authority portfolio. And again, I might be masochistic, but I, I, you know, to to get you on board with what I'm doing, I figured the best way I could do it was show what I'm doing with real money. And you can decide, hey, this makes sense, it works, or it doesn't. And so far, it works. We've made money every year. Very proud of that. Um, we own eight ETFs right now. I'm looking for two more. Our portfolio, as you can see, is very unconventional. We're our biggest position, or our, our number one winner now is Argentina, ARGT. Uh, there isn't a portfolio manager out there that has 10% in Argentina. Platinum, I think, looks terrific. PLTM, we own that. Um, uh, we're uh, Mexico and, and gold uh, are in the three and four spot. And then we have crypto, Ethereum, Bitcoin, uh, both the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust and the Futures, BITO. Uh, talk about that a little bit more, especially Ethereum. And um, uh, Nigeria is, uh, is bringing in the, uh, uh, the, the last position. And that's my biggest loss, 11%. And what I do is, uh, if you're new to the show, anything that's 15% below cost, I shoot it. And I never think about it again, and I just dispassionately go on and find uh, winners to to uh, make money. I just found that if you cut your losses and let your winners run, uh, it works. It's a lot more fun, and you don't spend a lot of time uh, you know, going through your mistakes. Uh, since the, we started this, and I'll share this uh, over the course of the week, uh, we're, we're beating the hedge funds by 3.35 times. Uh, so, you know, we clearly are on to something here. We've made money every year. Um, most hedge funds have not done that. They had a very tough year last year. Uh, now, uh, it's not, not all roses. Uh, this year, we're down 13%. Market's up 8 I'm not happy about it, but I've got seven months to go. I've got 2,000 charts to go through to find two or three more to, uh, to drive performance. And uh, I like my chances, frankly. Uh, this next chart is the Grayscale uh, Ethereum Trust. And I, I'm, I can't be more transparent. I talk about winners and losers. Well, so far, my cell discipline kicked off on this one. We closed below the 200-day, and the uh, 200-day started going down. And so that, I just, one morning said, these are gone. So I sold two-thirds of it, uh, because I do think this can, this can uh, uh, turn around. Uh, I also want to point out that I've added a new rule to my list. I, 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 this gets a little wonky, but bear with me. Uh, I thought the 50-day was going to come up through the 200 uh, and and uh, I anticipated that. It missed it by this much. And so from now on, I'm going to wait for that kind of confirmation to see a positive trend change and reversal. Um, 
But uh, again, I, I'm, I can't be more transparent. I'm showing you everything that I'm doing. Uh, I'll go through recent improvements in my newsletter and my social media posts. Please subscribe, follow, and share. And that's how we're invested uh, right now on May 17th. I can't believe that May's uh, already gone. Uh, let's get into this week's Bakes Takes. And my take here is, is, is really straightforward. Uh, when you don't know what the hell is going on out here in the market, don't do anything. And uh, I know there's, there's some people like to, to, to trade frequently and be frenetic. And I think sometimes the sitting is, 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 is where the money is. Uh, uh, I know I do that. I went through way too late last night. I went through, you know, my most promising charts and I didn't find anything. So I'm not going to trade anything today. I'm not going to buy anything. And you don't need to you only need to have a few big winners to make up for your small losers. And uh, I want you to really kind of reverse your mentality because I talk to people all the time and it's, oh, I can't sell. I can't take a loss. It could bounce back. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And you know it doesn't work because you, you see it in your own portfolio. So hold on to your winners, cut your losses. And when you don't know what the hell's going on and the market is stuck in the middle with you, don't do a damn thing. Those are my bakes takes. And as we close out today's show, I always like to end with some levity uh, after I talk about you know debt ceilings and interest rates and CPIs and earnings misses and all that stuff. Uh, this is, okay, mom, dad, there might be some salty language in this, all right? I didn't check it all of it entirely, but this is Mark Normand and uh, Norm MacDonald and others with 33 stand-up jokes to beat stress. It's about uh, uh, half an hour's worth of comedy and uh, play it as you're walking the dog. Hi, Murph. And, uh, and working out, and I think it'll bring uh, a smile to your face. That's it for today's show. Uh, if <laughs> Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Please sign up for my free newsletter. Please take your phone out right now. Do me a favor and click on the share button in the upper right-hand corner. I will see you next week. Keep those cards and letters coming in, boys and girls, and I will see you soon. Take care. God bless. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.